0: Often, people come to Sage International Incorporated because they have a dream. The dream of owning their own business. But of course, they have absolutely no idea where to begin. Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, developed the Six Proven Steps to Success program to tap into her years of experience teaching Next Level for Entrepreneurs, a business planning class offered through the Nevada Small Business Development Center. The Six Proven Steps to Success program is about business development, yours, And because every client is so unique, it's completely tailored to where you are now and where you would like to go, based on a shared goal that we develop a plan that's been noodled through together. The goal is to identify the right actions that will produce the best results in the proper sequence. If you want more information on how you can work directly with Sherry Hill, the Wealth Protection Diva, please call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 and ask about the Six Proven Steps to Success program.
1: Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies. The joys and frustrations of being a business owner her insights are motivating. Her frankness, inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill.
2: Hidden in the hills of the Sierra Nevada mountains, you can find exotic and endangered animals such as a Barbary lion named Leo and two white tigers, Caesar and Crystal. The Sierra Nevada Zoological Park has a vast variety of animals, lions, tigers, and baboons. Oh my! Their mission is to provide a forever home to exotic animal species that have been displaced and to bring top quality educational and enriching experiences to all their visitors. And this all started with a dream. Joining me today is Steve Higgs, director of the Sierra Nevada Zoological Park. Steve, thank you for coming. Thank you for having us. So it's a blustery, blizzardy day, and...
1: The tigers absolutely love it. They would crawl into their big water troughs if it was full of ice and lay in there. The lions, they go into their big, warmed houses and hide out, saying they don't like this at all. Yeah. The the baboons like it, the And so do our hyena. They're running around having a good
2: old time. That's awesome. So when we talk about that this started with a dream, how long has the zoo been there? About 40 years. And it's located up off 395. So kind of explain where you guys are located. Yeah, right
1: off 395 in Red Rock. At Red Rock, you take a left and come across, and we're on the other side of the freeway. So it's really easy access and Easy to find.
2: So when I talk about this started with a dream, I mean, it seems like an odd location to put a zoo in Reno where we don't typically have a lot of exotic animals. The people that
1: originally started the zoo, their whole thing was a dream. They dreamed that they would have all these exotic animals. And they considered most of the animals their pets. I mean, they they actually worked with the hyenas Hey, they raised them from babies. A lot of the other animals, including the baboons, uh, also were raised with them as well. And then they did a lot of rescue stuff as far as any time that they heard the, an animal that needed a home, they would take it in. And that's kind of where we came
2: in. To take over from the original founders.
1: Yes, about four years ago, we ended up coming there. We were called and contacted by the original last original owner. And he said that he didn't have staff that was capable or knew how to take care of these animals. And since we'd been doing it for 46 years, he said he knew us. He knew that we had traded off animals back and forth and raised babies and all kinds of stuff and did a lot of rescue. And so he felt really comfortable with asking us to come there and take over the facility. The whole thing was is that we would be able to have the facility for the rest of our lives, rest of the animals' lives. It would be a forever home for sure. And so we packed up 26-foot Penske trucks and loaded up all our animals and all our horse trailers and hauled them all the way to the zoo. And so we brought in lions, tigers, all kinds of different animals, which actually is majority of the stuff that is there at this time.
2: So a huge focus, of course, is education because there's a lot of kids that would never get to go to Africa on safari or Australia to see kangaroos. What is it that you guys do for school children, for even adults? I mean, what can I expect when I show up to the zoo?
1: We try and educate people on why we have the animals because there's a lot of people that feel like, wow, what are these guys doing here? They shouldn't be here. A lot of the ones that are there are ones that we actually raised from babies that we rescued because their mothers either ran out of milk or the facility no longer could handle them. And so they were hand-raised. And there's a lot of different viewpoints on that. Some, some places feel that's not the right way to do it. They feel they should be mother-raised. But our cats, especially the big cats, are capable of being handled. If a vet needs to come in and, and check them, be it their feet, their mouth, anything. They're they're cooperative, whereas a mother-raised cat is wild. And when we say wild, it means real wild. They would rather eat you than have you touch them. So what we hope to do when we educate people on why we have them, where they came from, and what their situation is as far as How many of them are left in the wild? Like our Barbary lions, I think there might be 1,400 of them left in the world, and so there, there is one lion that is really, really sought after. There's about 25 zoos that are begging us to bring our male to their facility to breed to theirs because there are so few males left, and same with our Siberian tigers. There's only so many of those guys left too. Uh, because of poaching and uh, loss of habitat and so forth. And we try and explain people about that, that that's one of the big problems that is there is that their habitat is slowly going away from people logging their land, from farmers uh, doing more farming and so forth, and also all the poaching. So it's become a situation where we try and let people know why we have them and to let them know that these. Animals are here for forever. They are not going to be turned loose. They're not going to be sold. They're not, nothing's going to happen to them except having a good home.
2: That's awesome. And then hopefully continuing on the breed through other zoos and things that you guys uh, can help as well. So it's, that's pretty fascinating. I don't think a lot of people would know that. And that makes it even more important that you guys exist.
1: Where would these guys go? That's a good question. And I recently spoke to one of the people that has been in the trade for, oh, 50 years. And they said that if something happens to our zoo, there's not going to be a place for the tigers to go. Everybody will have their arms out begging for the lions. But because of, of the recent past people that were raising them just to raise them and raise them and raise them, there's a lot of tigers out there. But the problem is, is that they don't have any place to go if something happens. Um, and what that means is that a lot of cases, these animals could potentially be euthanized. We don't want, these are our babies. So uh, we do not want to see anything happen to them. We want to see the the zoo to live on and be there forever for these guys. And like I said, it's, it's a home that is there for the rest of their lives.
2: So besides lions and tigers, what what other kinds of animals would I see out there?
1: We have a wallaby, um, and it's a male, and he knows his name really well. You can call him. His name is Remington, and he'll come running to you. We've got uh, Patagonian cavies which are like giant guinea pigs. People look at him and go, what is that? And they have all kinds of ideas what they, what they potentially could be crossed with. And we got all kinds of different monkeys, from vervets to pappas. Just really a lot of fun to watch as they swing around and play around in their in their pens. We actually have two baby vervets right now. Both of them the first time mothers, and they didn't know what to do. They weren't able to raise them, so we ended up having to raise them. And we have a baby Patagonian cavy too that that the public can actually touch and pet, and they they just have a blast with that one. So we we've got bobcats, we got servals, we got caracals, we got Eurasian lynx, African crested porcupines. People people got this thing about they used to see the cartoons where the porcupine would shoot the quills out. So when they come out and then the porcupine gets excited, he shakes those quills and people start running because <laughs> they think they're gonna get hit by their quills. And those are the African ones and they're pretty big and their quills are really big. And then we also have an American porcupine. Uh, Most of the time he's pretty nocturnal, but he'll come out and he's pretty, he's just cutest little thing. We have Codamundis and they're really cool to watch. They're fun. So there's a lot of animals. Uh, We try and educate the people on each one of them, give them an idea where they came from, not only from the source that they came from, but also the country they came from, like South America or Africa or wherever. So they get to, we give them a lot of knowledge. We try and make sure that they are able to understand what's happened with them and what's going to happen with them.
2: That's awesome. And I imagine a lot of kids from school, are they part of a field trip to come out to the Sierra Zoo at all, or or you want more of that?
1: Oh, we love it when the schools come out. Uh, We will go ahead and we'll take some, like, for example, we have some really old 20-foot long snake skins. We'll let the kids all line up for a school picture and they'll let them hold that big old snake skin and they just have a blast. And we we sit them down and then educate them. Then we answer any questions they have and we try and tell them exactly what is going on. So we do that. We have four h groups that come out. We have the Girl Scouts come out, Boy Scouts. So a lot of groups and they all just absolutely love it and they all plan on coming again the following year. And we do a lot of things like Easter events with where the kids can come out and find the thousands of eggs that we've placed all over the zoo. Some of them having little treats and little gifts in them. And then we also do a big thing during uh, Halloween. And also during the summer, we have a big old 30-plus-foot tiger slide the kids can go up and down in. So there's a lot of things that we do. Plus, uh, we got a huge playground, so the kids have a lot of different things to keep them busy while they're there.
2: I'm speaking with Steve Higgs, who is a director for the Sierra Nevada Zoological Park. If you've driven up 395, you see it up there uh, right across from Red Rock Road. would encourage everyone to go out and visit just to know it even exists here. It's really a gem in our community that a lot of people don't realize is there. And the important role you play in ensuring that these species of animals get to continue, live a wonderful life to the end. And for anyone that wants to find out more information, the website, SierraNevadaZoologicalPark.org. We'll be right back. If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency Head Start or Early Head Start Programs.
1: Hi, my name is Shirley Davila. I work here at um, CSA Head Start for three years. And I love working here because I love working with kids and I love giving back to my community. You will love working at Head Start. Please call us at 775-786-6023.
2: Thank you for tuning into the Sherry Hill show. I have Steve Higgs, who is a director with the Sierra Nevada Zoological Park. And Steve, we've been talking a lot about all the cool animals, the exotic animals you guys have at the zoo. But one of the things that I'm clear on, it takes a lot of people to make this work. So let's talk about, you know, volunteers. What is it that you guys need next?
1: We, are, we can always use volunteers. Um, one of the things that we find, though, is that a lot of the people that come to volunteer are coming there with the idea that they're going to be able to go out and feed the animals. And that is not true. Uh, we let them maybe work with the, the petting zoo animals and maybe some of the animals that are definitely not uh, going to eat them. So, So it's kind of one of those things that But we have a lot of stuff out there from that, as far as helping us clean up the areas, helping us prepare things for other shows and events coming up. And so having people come in and volunteer is really kind of a critical thing for us. We do have community service people that come, and that has been really helpful. And it's been good for them because they get to work off those hours that they ended up getting. Um, So, but the... People that do volunteer, they basically, we've had a lot of people that have volunteered for years and now are actually out feeding tigers and lions and are actually out feeding all the other different animals. And that's because they've worked with us long enough that they've been able to get into a position where they're responsible enough to be able to do that.
2: Absolutely. Well, I would imagine there's a lot of options and opportunities just from, like you say, the cleaning, preparing for events. I'm sure there's maintenance projects, all kinds of things that have to happen all the time. So if anybody's interested in learning more about volunteering, then I encourage them to go to the Sierra Nevada Zoological Park dot org the thing that interests me also, Steve, is, I mean, you've got to feed all these lions and tigers. And, you know, that's, that's a lot of food. So how is that working right now? Where are you getting, because uh, it has to be fresh meat, I'm guessing. We
1: get a lot of meat. Um, we have places like Grocery Outlet, uh, um, also Walmart. Uh, there's a lot of different facilities, and a lot of people bring in, like a lot of the people that go out and hunt will bring in a lot of their animals that they've had from last year. And so we end up with a lot of food that way. Uh, we don't we don't get a lot of fruit and vegetables. That seems to be one of the things that's kind of a tough one. Um, a lot of the stores are kind of concerned about giving it out because they're afraid of somebody is suing them because you know, they ate something. So we don't get a lot of that stuff. So we end up buying a lot of fruits and vegetables. So
2: Our... so just in that point, so if I'm someone and I have a backyard garden or I've got a big apple tree and I certainly can't eat all those apples or that zucchini or lettuce or whatever I'm growing, do you guys take donations like that?
1: Oh, we do. We love it. We have a lot of people that are in that situation. They get these huge gardens and they find themselves saying, wow, this is beautiful. This is great, but I'm never going to be able to eat it all. And so, yes, they go ahead and bring us stuff. And that has been such a help because we can we can easily spend up to four or five hundred dollars a week just on fruit and vegetables and a lot of times even more um, because then we have to go to either the wholesale places or others and, and get it. Um So it's kind of one of those things. And there's a lot of people that like from different uh, companies that get food that they give out to like the food bank, things like that. If they end up with a, a whole bunch of stuff that they can't use, then we go ahead and are able to get a lot of their supplies as well. And so it works out for them. They don't have to worry about throwing it away. And so it saves on their cost factor, too. And it really helps us. So, yes, any kind of t- stuff like that would be a wonderful gift for
2: us. So, anyone that is interested in going, gee, I might be able to provide some fruits or vegetables or, you know, I hunted last year and I've got all this meat in my freezer and I'm going to go hunting again, call you, right? Yes. Just yes. find out. And so, what's, what's a good number?
1: Our telephone number here at the Zoological Park is 775 one one zero one. Please give us a call and let us know if there's anything you want any answers for, as far as our donations or times to come and so forth.
2: Donate anything related to food or even gift cards or cash. Go to the website sierra org. Don't throw it away. Call them first, see if it's usable, and then uh, take a little field trip out to the zoo. And then the
1: other thing we we take in also is is blankets, we kids' toys. The monkeys absolutely have a blast if they can get any of those little kids' toys, and they they actually use them all. They we put swings in there. We've been all kinds of different things, and it's just amazing how much fun they have with that kind of stuff. Um, our biggest thing is yes, we can always use cash donations because, and we it, we are a five hundred one c three, so it's a tax write off, and. That would really help us, especially this time of year. We have not been open more than five or six days since December. And that's the middle of December because of this weather. This weather has just absolutely wiped us out. I mean, we got a beautiful white zoo, but the problem is not too many people want to come out and trudge around in that snow and ice.
2: I would think that, you know, a lot of people that are really into saving our planet and saving the ecosystem and really wanting to help these exotic animals that seem to be the ones that are experiencing, you know, the most issues in their natural habitat. What a great opportunity to bring the family out, learn about these animals, and then figure out a way that if this is something you're passionate about, how to support Sierra Nevada Zoological Park right here in Reno.
1: Yes. Your whole family, virtually from dad all the way down to the little kids, have a blast. Even little kids, real little kids, have fun just watching the animals and looking at them. And they get it. We have a huge petting zoo, so the kids can actually feed the petting zoo animals. So that's that's so much fun for them. We got we got deer, so and. Christmas time, we call them our reindeer. And so the kids go nuts over that. And then also we have a Santa Claus there so the kids can get pictures with Santa. And but uh, back to it, it just it's one of those things where every, every person that comes in is helping support the zoo. Everything that they do as far as donations uh, financially or by food, toys, blankets, whatever the case may be, all of it helps us to survive. And survival is really
2: a tough time right now
1: with these blizzards
2: we're having. <laughs> so. Absolutely. So you are going to be at the Reno Home and Garden Show, is that correct? Correct.
1: We'll be at the Home and Garden Show March 31st through April 2nd. Please come out and see us and join us in on the silent auction and all the other activities that we'll be bringing.
2: So if anybody wants to learn more, and I know you bring some cool animals. I remember seeing you there last year. I think the porcupine was there. Yes. And some other cool cats were there. So this would be a great introduction for people to learn more about the zoo, meet you and some of your other volunteers, and just learn about how you can support. So that's a fun event.
1: Yeah, and we're going to have, at that time, a silent auction. So we're bringing in a whole bunch of stuff that some of the different people have donated from restaurant stuff all the way to just big garden things and many other items, uh, wagons and all kinds of stuff that not only they can use for the kids, but also for their own homes as well. And so we'll have silent auctions there. And so people have a chance to go ahead and bid on them and see if it's something they want. We are going to be giving away a whole bunch of free passes to the zoo where you can go ahead and bring somebody with you if you wish, but at least one of you will get in free. And so we, we, it'll be a fun event. And again, a lot of education. We'll be able to teach a lot of stuff about the animals that we do bring and a lot of the ones that are native to uh, Nevada.
2: That's awesome. So if I show up to the zoo, obviously not today because it's a whiteout, but you know, how much time would I expect to stay? Is this a three hour? Is this all day? So if I'm thinking of parents and kids, how much time do most people spend on average?
1: On the average, people spend at least an hour there. And then a lot of them spend even more time. A lot of them will bring a lunch We have tables out there so that they can have lunches with their whole family. There's all kinds of other games and activities that they can be playing with. And I find that it's usually at least an hour, sometimes two or three hours that they're there. And some spend all day there just going back and forth, checking things out again and taking pictures with the kids and so forth.
2: It's a really fun event for them. Awesome. And what's the ticket price to get in? $12 for an adult. Wow, yeah, and that's expansive. that's reasonable, yes, <laughs> all right. for anyone that wants more information, go to sierra nevada Zoological Park dot org Steve Higgs, a director, is here with me today. I'm sure you wander around all the time out there, so if people yes, want to have conversation, I imagine a lot of your volunteers are helping with the education, yes. If you're someone that's saying, gee, this summer or fall or even spring, what's something fun that I could do, whether just you as an adult or you with kids, then you definitely want to check out the zoo.
1: Oh, most definitely. You and whoever you bring will be thrilled.
2: Once again, that website. Sierra, Nevada, zoologicalpark.org. If you want to reach out to Steve, call him, seven seven five six seven seven one one zero one. 677 1101 They're looking for donations, all kinds of things. If you have any questions about what can or can't be donated, call Steve.
1: Perfect. Thank you.
2: <laughs> I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show, where business and today... The Sierra Nevada Zoo has been amplified.
1: The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Tune in next week, same
2: time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show. Fun for all ages. Nautaqua news pick up your copy today nataqua this is peter from nevada real estate radio i talk about the subjects that help you as a home buyer seller or investor the nevada real estate radio thursdays 3 p.m on 93.7 fm nevada real estate radio